Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Yesterday Mentality. Welcome to episode 10. We're kicking off 2023 with a new variation of these episodes. But first and foremost, I want to thank everyone. I want to thank the community. I'm so overwhelmed by the community and the audience that has reached out to me from all over the world. We have friends listening in from Australia, Europe, Russia, Asia, all over the U.S., Canada, Thank you for tuning in and hearing out our stories. So if you're a regular listener of My Astray Mentality, you know that I love interviewing all the walks of life that I've met through boxing. You know, I love sharing their stories and sharing the lessons that come from them. But today, I want to share a couple stories of mine. Getting more in touch and in tune with the audience and sharing with them the little stories and the journey that I've been going through on my own. Welcome to the Conversations with Jeremiah. Episode 10, kicking off 2023 with this episode. Again, the gratitude, the humility towards this podcast, towards the growth of it, I, I'm, I'm honored. So thank you for joining me on another episode. Let's get into these stories. So if you've been following me on social, well, actually, if you're watching this right now on YouTube, you can tell I'm wearing a big puffer jacket. <laughs> I got the heater blasting in my studio. It's currently 5 a.m. in the morning. Um, I just jumped in to my cold ass pool, um, went through my little morning routine. I'm about to hit the road and go to LA, but I decided to film this podcast episode a little earlier today. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm wearing a big puffer jacket. If you're watching this completely irrelevant, but, um, if you follow me on social media, let's get into these stories and what I want to talk about today. If you follow me on social media, you know, I love doing challenging things. We talked about it on the podcast before, I believe. In the episode with Brian Cubero, we talked about how doing hard things, doing difficult things, choosing to do difficult things helps us in our overall growth as an individual, right? I love doing difficult things because I know it'll ultimately yield greater success down the line in everything else that I do. So I wanted to challenge myself last year. I did a ton of challenging things. I want to talk about two challenging things, three ultimately but two that I really seeked out that I thought would help me in my growth. I want to share the stories and what I learned from doing those challenging things. First week of December, I took my family on a vacation. My wife and I wanted to treat out my mom and dad um, for all the times that they've helped watch the kids while we had to work or while we traveled and to get a little alone time to ourselves, my wife and I. So we treated them. We took them to Maui. We were there for about a week. In that week in Maui, I decided, well, backtrack, about a week before going to Maui, I decided I want to run a marathon. And if you followed me through that 60-second social journey of content that I posted on there, when I decided to run that marathon, I did no, little to no training leading up to that. I believe the week before I ran that marathon, or maybe two weeks before that, the most I had run was maybe five miles, super easy pace. And I was just doing it to get a workout in. And I was telling my friends, I was telling my barber, I was telling, you know, my other friends that do endurance running, like, hey, you know, I wanted to run the New York City Marathon this year. I didn't get the opportunity to. I'm going to Maui next week, so I'll have some time on my hands. I want to try to push myself and run a marathon. And the response was, of course, you're crazy. But also, I'm crazy too, so I get it. 
So the only tips and uh, preparation I really had leading up to it was understanding not to burn myself out going on runs the week of and to carry some some gels with me um, to help nourish my body as I was going through this long, long run. Um, so that's what I did. You know, I woke up one morning. I think it was, you know, four or five days into the trip. I woke up at 4.30 a.m. And in Maui, things aren't open that early, unlike, you know, here in California or even in New York, things will open up at 5.30 a.m., 6 a.m. Things don't open there that early. So, you know, I woke up, stretched, had some water. I didn't even have coffee because I couldn't go anywhere to get it. So I wake up, I hit the road at 5.30 a.m. And, you know, the first three hours, it took me about six hours. I know people run marathons, the competitive ones, you know, two and a half, three hours. It took me six hours to complete 26.2 miles. Um, and it was extremely difficult. The first three hours, though, it was, it was fun. It was somewhat easy for me. Um, I had my headphones on. I was watching the sunrise, kind of exploring the island as I was running through it, you know, drinking, eating these gels <laughs> that were pretty, pretty tasty throughout the day. Um, the last three hours, though, I, I remember um, it was when I hit mile 17, 16, 17, that final 10. I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be extremely difficult. And, and keep listening. Hang on in there. Um, I'm going to get to the lesson behind the story. Um, it was extremely difficult the last 10 miles. Um, I had to run a mile, walk a mile, run a mile, walk a mile. And the last four miles of this marathon that I decided to run, I had to walk it. I mean, every time I would try to run, my legs would lock up. It almost stiffened up like I couldn't bend them. So um, I was like, okay, I will hurt myself significantly if I try to push through this let alone I may even collapse and someone has to drag me um, down down the road back to the hotel. So I walked the last four miles. And here, here comes a lesson. And it was a big, big, you know, eye-opening thing for me. And I learned a lot about myself the last four miles, especially that last mile. That last mile is like, okay, Jeremiah, just run, jog, finish strong this last mile. And every time I tried to run, my legs would stiffen up and they would, you know, lock out and, and kind of scary. And I got down on myself about it. I, I would, you know, say negative things to myself like, oh, you didn't really run a marathon. You know, you can't run this last mile and finish it strong. And it showed me that it was very difficult for me to be proud of myself. Um to, you know, honor the things that I've done and, and, and to be proud and, and recognize, give myself recognition, you know? I, I don't really thrive off of others' recognition like others may, but I didn't even thrive on recognition for myself. And that says a lot, you know? That's a, a negative in my eyes. Um, I, I'm a big believer in, in not getting too high, not getting too low, keeping... Um, trying to keep the mood consistent, but at the same time, I could still be proud of the things that I've accomplished. And that's what I learned running that marathon is, is though, although I couldn't finish it strong and I was getting down on myself about it, 
I learned to actually pull back my emotions a little bit um, and, and talk, to, talk to myself, tell myself, like, Jer, like, you literally ran 26.2 miles, although it took a long time. F it, that doesn't matter. You had no training leading up to it. People spent 10 weeks um, leading up to running a marathon, and um, I did it. And it's funny, in my head, there was nothing in my mind that said, you're going to stop, you're going to grab an Uber, you're going to call Annie and have her pick you up. In my mind, I was like, I'm going to finish this no matter what. And I think that says volumes about, you know, the discipline that I've built, the, the mentality that I've instilled in me, um, that no quit relentlessness that I, I take pride on and will continue to take more pride on. But again, what the lesson that it taught me is, is to be proud of my accomplishments. And I want to pass that along to everyone else listening to this right now is you can be proud of the things that you've accomplished, you know, not in a cocky way, but be confident, help have that instill confidence in you, be confident in the things that you've accomplished. Um, because no one has had a, the journey that you've had. Everyone has their own unique journeys of highs and lows and challenges. And nothing should be taken away from you. Nothing should be taken away from me. Um, regardless, they may have not gone the perfect way I wanted them to. They may have not gone the perfect way you've wanted them to. But you could still be proud and confident about your accomplishments. And that's what running that marathon really taught me is, is be proud. And, and of what you've accomplished. And, you know, I, that started to bleed into uh, all the little things in my life as well, you know, um, understanding. And so many friends would tell me like, hey, you're doing so much. You're accomplishing so many things. You're doing such great things. And they may have not lined up to the exact way I wanted to accomplish my goals. But I, I started to step back a little more and be like, yeah, you're, you're right. I, I am being a good dad. And I am being more present in, in my own personal journey and my own personal journey with my relationships with my friends, my businesses, my wife, my kids. And, and you know, I get a lot of that. It's like, how, how do you do it all? It's, you know, how do you become present as a father and a husband? And, you know, may not be to the extent that I want to because I always want to strive for more. But at the same time, like it helped me be proud and, and, and honor that. It didn't make me cocky to the point where I stopped doing it, but it made me confident to the point where like, man, I love what I'm doing and I want to do more of, of that. And I want to get better at doing that. So that is what running a marathon on my vacation to Maui taught me to be confident and in the things that I've accomplished and to honor the things that I've accomplished and to be proud of the things that I've accomplished. Um, bringing that back to the audience um, and, and you who are listening, be proud of the things that you have accomplished because no one has gone through the journey that you've gone through. And to really, you know, stop you in the tracks of uh, comparing yourself to the things that I've accomplished or to others and focus on, the things that you have done and your journey because everyone's journey is different. Everyone has their highs. Everyone has their lows. Everyone has that unique tailored journey to themselves. So we talk about this now doing challenging things, running that marathon, 
26.2 miles off of no training was that the most challenging thing I've done in 2022. It wasn't. And people may say I'm crazy. People may, you know, doubt what I'm saying, but you know, it's how I feel. Um, that wasn't the most challenging thing I've done last year. Um, I would say back in July, I was in a full on training camp. I wanted to fight professionally. I wanted to make my professional boxing debut. It's always been on my, I guess, I hate this word, but I don't know how else to describe it. My bucket list of things that I want to do before I leave this earth, you know, things that I want to add to my legacy is I fought in the amateur rankings. I'm a little under 20 times, whether it was boxing, kickboxing, martial arts, jujitsu, but I wanted to do at least one professional match. Um, I didn't get the opportunity to last year. Um, as you know, boxing really takes a toll um, on your body. Boxing competitively, excuse me, takes a toll on your body, takes a toll on your brain, um, my brain cells from the sparring and preparation for it. And so I told myself, if I want to really do a professional fight, I want to do it on a show um, that, that's worth it, on the right opportunity. So I was looking to fight in New York last year. I didn't find an opportunity to do that. So I kind of pulled back on the fight camp. Hopefully 2023, we find the right opportunity to fight in front of um, all my friends in my community in New York because that's always a dream. I mean, if it was in Madison Square Garden or Barclays, that would be a win right there. Um, that's another story. But back in July, I was getting ready for a professional fight. And this was probably the most challenging thing I did was I sparred um, a really, really, really good fighter. And, you know, really like top tier elite level fighter and um to give more context on that, I've sparred and fought tremendously good fighters, especially back in New York. Um, you know, world champion Sean Porter, I had the opportunity of stepping in the ring and doing three rounds with him. Um, although he went a little easier on me, it was so difficult because he's a world champion. He, his rhythm was way faster than mine. He, you know, his reflexes were way faster than mine. He hit hard. He had way more IQ than I did. But the person I sparred last year was definitely the toughest person I've sparred. Um, the person who's given me the toughest rounds um, in that ring over anyone that I fought competitively. You know, I, I lost to the two-time Golden Glove champion back when I fought in Times Square. I believe it was 2017. He was an extremely good fighter. Um, I fought the Sugar Burt national champion before that. Um, close, close fight. Closer fight than most. Um, he was an extremely good fighter. I fought, I lost to uh, elite level fighters that fought internationally in there. But the guy that I sparred, Peter Kumakov, he is a, a Russian Olympian with 300 plus amateur fights. I, I had the opportunity to spar him. What an honor, first and foremost, to spar this, um, this fighter back in July. Um, he gave me the toughest rounds that i've ever experienced and don't get it twisted i would spar him again leading up to my professional debut and needing to get ready um and during a fight camp i would run to spar him i would choose to spar him because i know those challenging rounds will shape me to become ready for fight night 
but sparring him was the most difficult thing that I've done in 2022. He put it on me for four rounds. And I've been in there with guys that hit extremely hard, um, guys that were extremely fast, guys that um, were extremely were way smarter than me in the ring. But this guy, he everything he he outclassed me in and, and I was in the best shape I could have been in. I'm probably in the best shape I've ever been in in my boxing career. Um yes, I didn't have um my coach two-time world champion Joan Guzman training me for this because he was in New York. I did spend about a week in New York um during the beginning of the training camp. I sparred um, with another great fighter, Mikel and Justin, Joan's fighters back in Brooklyn, um, and, and spent the time getting ready and, and conditioning. So I felt like I was in great shape. I was running, doing my road work, sparring three times a week, tough guys as well. But leading up to, to, to sparring Peter, best shape I've ever been, top, top, top of my game. And he just put it on me. Oh, my gosh. He, sh he really showed me there are levels to this. And he showed me why it's difficult for him to find a fight because, you know, he's a very dangerous fighter to go up against. Um, very experienced. And that was the most difficult thing. Those 12 minutes, we did four rounds, 12 minutes sparring him at Fortune, 12 minutes sparring a Russian Olympian with 300 plus fights was way more difficult than running 26.2 miles off of no training in six hours. Um, but again, I, I, I chose to do these challenging things to help myself grow. Um, I chose to do these challenging things to, to, to become a better man, to become a better father, a better husband. Um, yeah, and I, I hope I encourage a lot of the audience and the listeners and, you know, people that tune into this podcast to be inspired to learn from my experiences and my stories and to find your challenges and to seek those out to become better um, and ultimately to become better, yes, for yourself, but to become better for your environment and those around you. Um, that is, you know, one of my biggest beliefs is is that we're put on this earth to serve and to help each other like how do we serve and help um each other more and more well becoming the best version of ourselves, in an effort to bring out the best version in those around us um, that is where my passion lies so those were two tough challenges of 2022 and i know i said i had three i think the third one um was the challenge of parenting of fatherhood um 2023 really challenged me to become present as a father. Um, if y'all don't know, just to build a little context and to paint the picture a little better, my wife, um, she is extremely um, successful in her content channel, in her YouTube channel, in her true crime podcast. She ended up going and pursuing that full time. Um, it's just been on fire ever since. And I'm so proud of Annie and I'm um, so honored to have watched her growth within all this. But again, when you have a thriving business that is expanding and blowing up, I understand that 
Um, it takes time away and it takes dedication and, and a lot of focus that you need to cater to it. And she's super present and, and is incredible mother is an incredible wife, but she had to put a lot of time into her business. But at the same time, you know, we have two kids. So that made me lean into more of my role as a father. So if she had to leave for the office to, because a case broke out and had to film, I wanted to be the one to, you know, get the kids ready for the day, um, be able to drop the kids off at daycare and childcare to do, make sure they're fed, make sure I'm playing with them and being present, making sure I'm handling bath time and bedtime and, and understanding that. And, and old school ways, we'll call it the motherly duties, in my opinion, um, in this day and age where you come from a dual income household and both parents are working and pursuing their passions, dreams, and careers. Um, I, pres- I, I, I took upon myself to take on that role of the more so the quote unquote motherly duties. And, you know, that was challenging. Um, I don't think moms get enough credit. Stay at home moms get enough credit. Um, it's extremely difficult to, to have that patience and have that organization and have that structure within the household. And how do I take everything I've learned within business and boxing and relate that um, and force that into, um, into our household as far as parenting? So that was an, the third challenge of mine that really sticks, sticks out in my mind. How do I really lean into fatherhood and understanding how to become a better parent, how to, you know, manage a household with, with all that. And I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you just kind of learn as you go. There's no books you could really read. And I'm sure all the parents listening to this can relate as is you kind of just figure it out. Everything's on fire. Every time I, I think about parenting, I think of that meme. It's this cartoon of this guy with a cup of coffee or not a guy, but some animal with this cup of coffee sitting in a chair and everything around him is on fire. And he's like, yeah, everything's fine. That's uh, what parenting is like to me. You know, both kids screaming, crying. And I'm just like, yeah, let's uh, let's figure it out, kids. Um, Those three challenging things, running a marathon off of no training, you know, sparring a Russian champion for four rounds and lean really leaning into that role as, as a father I mean, these challenging things and everything else challenging that has happened in the last year really shaped me to be who I am today really shaped me to be the man I am today the, the man who wakes up at 4 a.m to film a podcast to to help you know the audience that chooses to listen to this is you know I don't monetize off of this I'm not making any money, but yes, I, yet I choose to put hours and hours of my own free time, which is very limited, as you know, to doing this. So I, I appreciate y'all so much for tuning in um, to this episode. And I want to leave you with this um, going into 2023. This is the first episode of the year. And I'm not a big resolution guy, but I'm a big um, goals guy. I, lo- I love writing down my goals and structuring you know, a roadmap and a plan on how to accomplish those, those goals. And I kind of use the new year as a, as a timeline, you know, to, you know, here's a new game. You play an 82 game season in the NBA. Here's, you know, another season is starting. 
to to accomplish new goals um what are the challenging things that you want to do um to help yourself grow this year maybe take the time to to write down i know for me personally and again everyone's different everyone will do different things but if i could help encourage you and help you structure things a little better this is by sharing what i did is i wrote down five personal goals um things that i want to do with myself as far as my health um and you know what i'll let me read off a few uh, of my goals to you so um, for 2023 goals i wrote a few personal goals business goals and the third category was surroundings what are, what are the things that i want to accomplish with my surroundings so sharing some of my personal goals um, I want to be the best boxer I can possibly be, um, you know, be the strongest, be the fastest, have the best endurance, have the strongest IQ when it comes to myself as a boxer. Maybe a professional boxing match this year will help yield those results. I want to run the New York City Marathon. Um, consistent cold therapy in my routine. Of course, that's, uh, you know, what I've been doing, I, what I did this morning that I was sharing with y'all. Um, consistent stretching, mobility, yoga in my routine. And, and I definitely want to start to dabble with um, doing stunt work and a little bit of acting, especially living here close to L.A. Um, business goals, I have uh, financial goals that I want to hit as far as gross annual revenue and how I want to grow the different parts of my business. Um, you know, goals for growing my social following, my audience, the podcasts. Um, what I want to monetize the podcast to those business goals and my surroundings goals within my surroundings is, you know, being more consistent with my kids, even more consistent with my kids. Um, you know, one time a month being able to take both my kids alone, just me and the two and, and having our own special days, things like that. I'm calling somebody I care about and catching up with them once a month and going the extra mile and, and giving back to those in need at least once a quarter, whether it's, you know, going down to the soup kitchen or, or helping, um, helping people in need physically with my hands is, is those are some of my goals. So again, I encourage y'all to write down your goals, um, a roadmap structure plan to get there and, and everything. You'd be surprised, you know, um, by constantly putting, you know, your goals, your visions, present in your mind how not easy it is to accomplish but you'd be surprised on the things that you could accomplish when you start to write things down and structure a plan behind them and on that note episode 10 my estuary mentality i hope i was able to motivate you i hope i was able to inspire you a little bit to get after it this year thank you for taking the time to listen to me as i share with you my stories my goals, if you like this type of episode, I mean, this is the first concept. This is the first time I've ever been doing this. Please, please, please let me know. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. Leave me a comment, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, watching this on YouTube. Please let me know what you thought of this episode. Um, I kind of just <laughs> was just blurting things out left and right. I had a little bit of show notes behind it, but I was like, okay, these are the things I want to talk about. And let's see if the audience receives it well. So episode 10 of my estuary mentality i'll keep the interviews coming as well first episode or first interview of the year will be with jessica evans an incredible coach slash fighter slash producer that i've been working with within the last year slash content creator i'm incredible content creator so keep an eye out for that 
episode coming soon. And again, let's keep elevating ourselves so we can elevate those around us. Maestre mentality, baby. Until next time.